Psalm 150. Look what it says. It says, praise the Lord. Huh. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty expanse. Praise him for his mighty deeds. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. I'll just read verse 3. I'm just going to do verse 1 and 2. But praise him with trumpet and what? Praise him with harp and lair. Praise him with tremble and dancing. Praise him with stringed instruments. Sound like an orchestra to me. And pipe. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Verse 6. Let everything. Come on somebody. Let everything. I'm going to say it one more time. The baby is praising right now. Y'all trying to shut her up, but she's praising. Let everything. I'm going to say it one more time. Let everything that has breath. Praise the Lord. Come on and praise the Lord with me. Hallelujah. Let everything. That has what? Breath. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Thank you for your promises. Even in a time like this, we can praise you. Even the way I feel this morning, Father God, I can praise you. Even the way other people are feeling right now, Lord. Lord, if we can breathe, then we ought to praise you. If we have breath in our nostrils right now, we, we can say hallelujah. We can die you, Father God. We can praise your holy name. Why? Because you are God and you commanded us to praise. So would you bless now the preaching of your word. Speak to us right now, God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank God. You may be seated. In the presence of our God. Amen. The privilege to praise. Amen. The privilege that we have to praise God. One of the things that, as I said earlier, that the enemy wants to do, and thank you, ushers, in all of our lives is he wants to rob us of whatever glorifies God. Whatever you can do as a believer to glorify God, be it prayer, be it uh, serving, be it witnessing, uh, be it praise, the enemy wants to rob you Amen. Of whatever it is that can glorify God. Now, I'm not glorifying the devil. I'm just good at knowing his tactics. And throughout the book of Psalm, we have 150 Psalms. It's fitting that it begins with praise and it ends with praise. And tuck in between 
150 chapters, 149 chapters, amen, I'm, I'm sorry, books, because each psalm is a book. We find the theme of praise all through the psalms. The psalms were written as songs. Some of them were written as poetry. The writer's intent with a psalm is that in spite of whatever he was going through, he found a way to find beauty in what he was going through. I'm going somewhere. Oftentimes, we don't see the end game. Oftentimes, we don't, see, we don't know what the outcome of our situation may be. But I want to say to somebody here this morning that if you learn how to praise, if you look at praise as a privilege and not something that's owed to you, come on somebody, but something that's owed to God, then you will realize that even in the toughest days of your life, even when life looks like it's, things are tough and they're not going to work out, you can find a way to dig deep down inside of you and find something, something that will glorify God, and that is your praise. As a matter of fact, it's a privilege just to come into the presence of God because I remember being lost. How many remember being lost? Amen. On my way, yeah, Lord, the old preacher used to say, to a burning hell. Anybody been there? <laughs> Amen. We've all been on that road before. And then there's something happened in your life. You met Jesus. How many know he made a way for you? And, and, and I want to say this to you, that, that our praise is not predicated upon what God has done. Our praise is predicated on the fact that you know who God is. Come on, somebody. And, and watch this. And you have experienced his goodness. Anybody here have experienced God's goodness? Anybody here was you were down and out. You were on your way out. You were about to give up. But at the right time, God stepped into your situation. He, he picked you up and he fixed you up and he, yeah, Lord, come on, somebody. You, you were ready to throw in the tower, but God somehow, amen, he showed up and showed out in your life. And in Psalm 150, it is, it is a psalm of praise. It is a song of praise, but the psalmist, after writing all of these psalms, he concludes by saying, and he opens up by saying, praise the Lord. I wish I had somebody. You see, I have some reasons I want to give you to praise today. Not that I need so many reasons, but I want to show you the reasons to praise. But the first thing I see in this passage is I see, and you may want to write this down, the command to praise. It is in the imperative mood. It's an imperative. It is constructive in the, in, it constructed in the grammatical structure of this word. It says, praise the Lord. It's a command to praise. And oftentimes what happens to us saints, we come to church to be entertained. We don't come to church to bring something to God. And, and I want to say to somebody here this morning, your praise is overdue. Come on, somebody. God has been real good to you. 
And oftentimes, amen, when things start going wrong in our lives, it's amazing how the first thing that we do is that we stop praising the God who made a way before. But the command, there's a command to praise. He, listen, praising God is not suggestive. Come on, somebody. It's a command. It's a divine order. So when he says praise God, now the question is, how do I praise? You can praise him by lifting your hands. You can praise him. The word praise is where we get the word haleach. I don't know if you've heard that word Hallelujah. Do I have anybody? And the word hallelujah, it means to act like a fool. That's what the word means. And oftentimes I think about that. Amen. You don't want to act a fool in church. We're so conservative and so cute that we want, you know, we want to do something like wave our hand. We want to give God a little pat. We don't want to give him a clap. We want to give him a little pat. You know what I mean? Let's praise the Lord. The preacher always got to say, come on, y'all, let's praise God. But, but, but I'm talking to somebody here today. If I were to ask you to match your praise with what God has done for you, come on, somebody, I know I'll have some shouting folk up in here. Because, yeah, that's right. Because Hallelujah is in order. Amen. When you think back over your life and you realize all that God has done, done for you. You see, hallelujah means to boast. And I don't know about you, but I got something to boast about. I remember being lost. I can boast about that. I remember trying to make decisions with my life. I can boast about the fact that I went into my prayer closet this morning and I said, God, I just don't know what to do anymore. God, I just don't really understand what you want me to do. And God, listen, I know my situation looks tough, but God, I'm going to boast about you today. I'm going to tell somebody in spite of losing my friend today, I'm going to boast of the fact that he did beat cancer, that he did beat death, amen, that he is in heaven glorifying God. Come on, somebody, because absent from the body means to be present with the Lord. And there's something, I know that you and I have something to boast about. Do I have anybody that can boast about where he brought you from? Come on, somebody. You know where you were. You know how far you were away from God. And there are times now in my life where my praise is being hindered because I don't feel good, because things are happening in my life. Satan, he just snuffs out my praise. And I want to say to you this morning, you got a privilege every week to come into his presence and praise him. The psalmist says in, a, in the imperative mood, he says, praise not just anyone. He says, praise the Lord. Now, you know where the word, you know, if you want to give something to God. How many know that, let, let, me say, let me say this. Your finances doesn't do it for God. Amen. Listen, God doesn't need that. Are you with me? Paul, when he was on Mars Hill, they had all these different gods. He said, let me, let me say something to you. He says, the God that you worship in ignorance, we know. We know him. We know God. We, and, and let me tell you what we know about God. Paul said, let me tell you what I know about God. 
See, what you know about God will increase your praise. What you know about God will cause you to boast and not give credit to the world, not give credit to your smart, how smart you are, not give credit to anybody else but God. Paul says, you worship an unknown God. I see you have a shrine here to an unknown God. But he said, let me tell you something. The God that we serve, he does not, we, he doesn't, he's not served with human hands. He doesn't as if he needed something. The greatest gift that you and I can do, can give to God is our praise. The word hallelujah is where we get the English word hallelujah. And I watch people use that in, in, joke, in a joking sense. But in the Hebrew time, in the time of the Old Testament when it was written, they didn't make fun of that. They didn't say hallelujah, you know. Stuff like that. You know, you know, I hear people saying stuff, Medea and stuff. They, you know, she'd be saying, he'd be saying stuff. Man dressed up as, in a dress making fun of God. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. Did I say something? Amen. You know, there's a lot of things we tolerate, but God wants respect. I, I want to say one more time. He, when, he said, you know why I know he wants, wants respect? He says, enter my courts with Come on, somebody. He said, enter my gates with what? Thanksgiving. Enter my courts with what? Praise. Give thanks to him and do what? Bless what? Bless his what? Holy name. So when we come into the presence of God, we have to understand that praise is fitting. But watch this. We got to be careful that we're not just giving glory to ourselves glorifying our circumstance somebody here this morning you got to obey the command of praise he says hallelujah is the highest praise that we can give to God I'm going to say it one more time hallelujah when you say hallelujah 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 come on hallelujah it's the highest praise that you and I as a, as a human can give to God. Praise is fitting to God. And, and you know, I see kids come to church, right? And they go through the worship experience. Just, uh, what you don't realize, children, you are in the presence of an almighty God who can turn your life around and every now and then parents we got to show them how to lift their hands we got to show them how to say hallelujah we got to tell them hallelujah is the highest praise that you can give to God it's a command but watch this watch this he says praise the Lord are you with me but then he goes on to say something else. He says, praise God huh? in his sanctuary. Now, I got a lot of people who like bedside Baptists. <laughs> Amen. They, they open every Sunday. They open early, too, 6 o'clock. Amen. He says, praise him where? In the what? 
in the sanctuary. Bedside Baptist offers all the convenience of not even getting out of bed. You just sit there with the remote. I'm having church. And you got a bag of chips. <laughs> you just sit, yeah, we, we had church today. You, we, we, oh, I worshiped. Oh, I read my Bible. You know what's amazing about this, 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 organi this organism, the church? It's alive. And when I see your faces every week and when we connect as people and when we, yeah, we may bump into each other every now and then. We may step on some toes. We may not agree on everything. That's the beauty of the body because we're working it out. But watch this. He says, he says praise the Lord, but, but watch what he says next. He says, so, so here, here you, know, you know, here's the thing. The next thing is not only is there a command to praise, but but the, the command to praise, the, the, the privilege to praise for a place to praise. He points out that there's a place that God wants this to happen. Are you seeing it? Look, look at the text. He says, praise him in his what? Sanctuary. So picture this. When they would come into the temple, right? They would praise him. Watch this. They, they were given many opportunities to praise him. Watch this. When they came into the outer courts, they would praise him. When they were coming up, there was steps to go up. They would praise him. The, the Hebrew person that was going to the temple understood one thing. They had one thing in mind. When you drove here today, and I hope we can change our mindset like this. That I'm going into the sanctuary. The word sanctuary means sacred. And somebody here this morning, I want to tell you something. It's in the sacred place is where you find deliverance. It's in the sacred place is where you meet God. It's in the sacred place is where you will find freedom. Because God is available at this very moment. You, you know what happened to Downton Thomas? You know what his problem was? He missed it. You know why he missed it? Because he wasn't there for the meeting. And every time you miss, what you're missing is an opportunity to have an encounter with the living God. And who knows? Maybe today he may deliver you from drugs. Maybe today he may deliver you from a negative mindset. Maybe today he may change your attitude. Maybe today, come on somebody, he may strengthen your faith. I want to tell you something. There's something about being in his presence. The writer says, praise him in his sanctuary. Not only did they come to the outer courts, but watch this. They could praise him in the sin offering. See, they would bring different offerings to God. So before entering, the, they would give a sin offering. They could praise him with the sin offering for what? For forgiveness of sins. Can I ask you something? When was the last time you praised him for forgiveness of your sins? When's the last time you say, thank you, Lord, for dying on Calvary? Thank you, Lord, that I can exercise 1 John 
1 and 9, that if I confess my sins, you are faithful and just to forgive me and to cleanse me of all unrighteousness. Stop allowing people to hold you hostage to your circumstance, to your sin, and understand that when you come into the sacred place, your sins can be forgiven. Are you with me? I think that's reason to praise. That I'm no longer a sinner. I'm a sinner saved by grace. Thank God for that. That what you would hold against me, God has released. He says, listen, not only would they praise him in the sin offering, but they would praise him in the meal offering. See, they had different offerings in church. See, they're like, you thought that was new, right? <laughs> they would bring a sin offering. They would bring a meal offering. Watch this. Because the meal offering, it, it represents purification and purity. Are you with me? They could also worship him in the peace offering. They would give a peace offering. Amen. In their overflowing Watch this. With an overflow of gratitude, they can praise him. Watch this. With the burnt offering. The burnt offering, come on somebody, was from gratitude that you did not give me what I deserve. I'm going somewhere today. When you come into the presence of God, how many reasons do you have? Amen. That God spared you. Somebody here, you should be dead and in your grave right now. Somebody here, you should be divorced right now. Somebody here, yeah, amen. You shouldn't be alive this morning. But guess what? God spared you. God delivered you. Yeah, you got on a plane and you flew from here to there and you got in a car and you drove from here to there. The family of three just died the other day heading to the amusement park, but God spared you on your vacation. Come on, somebody. I got a reason to praise him. I got a reason to praise him. I got a reason to praise him. I thank God that he woke me up this morning, but I thank him because, listen, I may not give him as much offerings that they did, but I'm offering my life as a living sacrifice unto him so you can have it all. Praise him. Praise him, y'all. Praise him when you're down. Praise him when you're going through. Praise him for the things that you have. Praise him for the things that you lost. Praise him. God, obviously you saw I didn't need that anymore. <laughs> Amen. Praise him for deliverance. Some of us been delivered. Well, amen. You know how we used to be. Amen. But God delivered us. The psalmist ends his, this whole book, this is the longest book in the Bible. 150 chapters, books. And he says, praise the Lord. Praise him where? In his sanctuary. Watch this. Reasons to praise. The next thing is what? He says, praise him in his mighty expanse. You know what that is? This word literally denotes the sky. So here's the thing. My praise is not limited to a sanctuary. I just formally come here. <laughs> but, but watch it. He, he says praise him in the expanse. When I leave here, I can continue. You know why a lot of us, 
are so upset and down all the time, we don't praise. We only praise when it's convenient, when something good happens. But God, I thank you. I hallelujah you, Lord. I I hallelujah you this morning, God. I, you know what? Thank you for waking me up. Lord, I may not have all my bill money right now, but thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Listen, when I'm walking out, when, when the roof is taken over my, off my head and I'm walking down the street or I'm in my car, come on, somebody, or I'm outside, let somebody see your praise. Your praise becomes a testimony to the world. I ask you something. How many people will come to Christ because of you? See, we got to give them a reason to want to know Jesus. And when a, a, a believer has this praise on the inside of him, it's noticeable. You know where it comes from? The Spirit. Because the Bible says one of the fruit of the Spirit is what? Joy. Peace. I have no patience. Why not? Amen. I have no thankfulness. Why not? Why aren't you thankful for the little things that are the big things that, because let, let me say this. God doesn't have to do anything. <clears throat> How many know he doesn't have to do anything? Because what he's done is good enough already. Stop reducing the things that God has done to minute things, to, to, to small, and say, man, this is big. You got a new job. You're clothing your right mind. Come on, somebody. You woke up. You know, if you didn't wake up this morning, we'd be crying. But you woke up anyway. God gave you the activity of your limbs. You can tie your shoes. Some people can't even bend over. Listen, we were on the plane yesterday, and there's some, man, I saw some stuff. I said, wow. Some people can't even bend over to tie their shoes. They need somebody to assist them to put their clothes on, but here we are. We have all the activity. Listen, you are worth something. Direct your praise to God. He says, praise God, right? So here's what I want to praise him for. Here's another reason I need to praise him. Not only do I praise him for a place to praise, but the next thing he says is praise him for his mighty deeds. He said, praise him for what? His mighty deeds. The word in the Hebrew is Oz. You know what that word means? Power. I praise God. What the psalmist is saying is praise him for his power. That's another reason. You write that down, for his power. Can I ask you something? Have you ever seen him work in your life? What was the last time you praised him for the power? You're not where you used to be. You know like I know if it was up to you, you would still be there. Because <laughs> a lot of us, we love to sin. We didn't like it, we loved it. We love getting drunk. Uh-oh, there it is. We love getting high. 
Amen. We love going to the club. It's amazing how the devil didn't even have to motivate us to go to the club. He didn't have to, he didn't have to use no tactics. He didn't have to say, come on, you know, I'm doing this for you. No, 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 no. And he charged you at the door. He, didn't, he took the offering before you came in. And then to get high, to get you high on, he charged you for the spirit. I'm talking about the spirits, you know. Wine and spirits, that's what it really is. It's, it's sorcery. So he charged you for that. Amen. He said, praise him for his mighty deeds. Do I have anybody here can look at your life? You say, it is God who's placed his hands upon me. I'm not what I used to be. But boy, I know it was God. It was his power. He says, he says, pause for a minute and praise him for his mighty work. Praise him for his power. And I want to say to somebody here this morning, he is powerful. He is a fortress. Come on, somebody. He has strength. He can, over, he can help you through the toughest times of your life. But oftentimes what happens to us, watch this, we take God's power, but we don't praise him for it. That word, that word mighty, it also means security. I mean, you know, God will keep you safe. He'll protect you. I got a reason. I got a reason because when I look at the deeds that God has done in my life, come on, somebody. When I, when I look at the works that he has done in my life, when I look at the fact that I have triumphed over circumstances, it was nobody but God, nobody but Jesus. Listen, I know it was his power. Listen, I know it was nobody but him because it had to be him. It had his DNA on it. That had to be God because in my right mind, Watch this, in my right mind, I know I wouldn't have chose God. Come on, somebody, in my right mind, even in my right mind, I wouldn't have done it. And here's the thing, here's the reason why we ought to praise him for his mighty deeds. It's mighty because he gave us what we don't deserve. Come on, somebody. You know what that is? That's grace. You know what that is? That's mercy. I don't deserve it. Listen, time after time, I keep letting him down. Time after time, I keep turning my back on him. Time after time, he keeps making a way. Time after time, he picks me up. Time after time, I make empty promises. Come on, somebody. Your God, I ain't going to do that no more. Lord, if you get me out of this, I promise you, I ain't going to drink no more. I promise you, Lord, I ain't going to do that no more. I promise you, Lord, I ain't going to do that. I ain't going to say that. I ain't going to go over there. But from the moment we get out, yeah, what happens? We go right back. So reason I can praise him for his mighty deeds is because even when I made empty promises to him, Come on, somebody. When I found myself in trouble, he showed up. Oh, I wish I had somebody. And he showed out in my life. I thank him because the writer recognizes God's greatness. He recognizes God's power. And oftentimes we miss it. You know why? Because we're focused on ourselves and not on God. Are you with me? Watch what he says, and I'm coming to close. 
He said, not only should I praise him, your Lord. Not should I praise him for. Notice he begins by talking about praising God in his sanctuary, in his mighty expanse. You know what? Let me say this. We are allowed to operate in his expanse. We are allowed to get up every morning. And that's the reason to praise him. Watch this. Watch what he says. But then he starts saying, now what I want you to do is from the end to the fore. Look what he says. Praise him what? For. See, we praise the God for our cars. Uh, we praise God for letting us pay our rent this week, we, this month. We, we praise him for the material things that he has done. We praise him for all the things that he has given us. But when was the last time you praised him for who he is? Thank you, Lord, for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for your greatness and your awesomeness. But watch what he says next. He says, praise him according, watch this, to his excellent, what? Greatness. I mean, God is great. He ain't good. That's Ebonics. He's not good. He's what? Great. Pray. Listen, you know what, the, you know what he's pointing to? He's pointing to God's attributes. And what he's telling us, saints, he's saying, stop. Don't gauge your life only upon the material things. Come on. But praise him for his... Come on, who can say, if it had not been, I wish I'd get this out. Who can really say, had it not been the greatness, listen, how great, how great is our God. Come on, somebody. How great he is. Come on, you know he's great. He's, he's, he says, praise him for his greatness. I'm trying to paint a picture here of God for you. I'm trying to paint a picture of God bigger than him just doing for you but but watch this for who he is his substance he created the sun the moon and the stars he created you and I he watch this he says praise him for his greatness that's another reason the reason I praise him is I praise him for his greatness Thank you, Lord, that you've taught me not to just praise you for when you do something for me, but I praise you for your greatness. Your greatness surpasses what I can do. Your greatness is bigger than me. Your greatness is amazing because when I think back to what I can do, I'm a, I amount to nothing. No position. You can be whatever you want to be in life, but it's not greater than God. There's nobody greater. I'm going to say it one more time. And today, I I choose to praise you for what you are, for who you are. I praise you for your goodness. I praise you for your greatness. He says his excellent greatness. His excellent greatness. A man was shipwrecked on a lonely island. And he drew two columns on a piece of paper. And he said, he, two columns, what he called evil and then the good. He was cast on a desolate island, but he was still, he wrote, I didn't drown. Amen. Um, 
he was apart from he was set apart from human a human society, but he wasn't starving. Put that on the good side. He was not clothed, but he was in a hot climate. Come on, somebody. He was not where he wanted to be, but he survived. He watch this. He had no means of defense, but he saw no wild beast around. Come on, somebody. He was on the coast of Africa. He watch this. He had no one to whom he could speak. But God had sent the ship so near the shore that he could get out and all, get, get out of all the things necessary for his basic needs. So he concluded that there was not one, any condition in the world so miserable, but one could find something for which to be grateful. See, you can draw the line and look at your situation right this second in your life, good or evil. But you got to look a little closer. And here's what you're going to see. You're going to see God's mighty deeds. Come on, somebody. And you're going to see God's excellent greatness. If you really look close enough. Listen, you could be homeless right now. But you're not. You could not have no food right now, but at least you got some ramen noodles. I wish I had somebody. Amen. You may not have steak, but you got chicken. Come on, somebody. Listen, you may not have an abundance, but you got something. You may not have the car that you want, but you got a car that you can drive. See, it's all about perspective, but when you learn to praise God, then you can appreciate Everything that you have. God wants from you and I praise. He says here in verse 13, I'm sorry, verse 3. He moves from talking about praising for to praising with. Look what he says. Praise him with trumpet and sound. Yeah, if you can play an instrument, you should be praising him. He says, yeah, some of you have gifts that God, you, you will not, listen, you will not add to the worship. You can sing, but you won't sing. You can lift your hands, but you won't lift your hands. So the question is, what are you praising God with? I know what you can praise him for. I know what you're praising him for. I know what you're praising him, where you're praising him in. But the question is, what are you praising him with? That's the next question I have. He says, praise him with what? Trumpet and sound. Praise him with what? Harp and lyre. Praise him with what? Tremble and dancing. Praise him with what? String instrument. In other words, what he's saying is, this is an orchestra. That we come into God's presence but we bring what we can bring and even, watch this, the instrument cannot make the sound by itself. It's the person on the instrument. Come on, somebody. That's bringing him praise. So my question to you today is what are you praising him with? Praise him with what? Verse 5. Loud symbols. Praise him with resounding symbols. But I like verse 6. 
He says, let what? You know what, you know what he's saying there? If you don't have a uh, musical, if you're not musically inclined, <laughs> if you can't sing, <laughs> if you're not on beat, <laughs> he said, that's all right. He said, because the one thing that we all have in common, come on somebody, the one thing we can all do, the, the one thing that, that, that we're all doing right now is that we are breathing. And the fact that you're breathing today when you should have been dead and in your grave, God has rescued you, hallelujah, from a, yeah, from a life of destruction. But, but he says, let, ev let everything that has breath. I, I, am I talking to some breathing folk today? <laughs> I, am I, is it, does everybody here, see, the dead can't praise him. Come on, somebody. The instrument can't praise him. But you and I, we got a reason to praise him. We have a reason to praise him every week. We have a reason to praise him every day. We have a reason to praise him every hour. We have a reason to praise him even when life looks tough because we are breathing. <laughs> Thank God that he breathed, yeah, Lord, the breath of life into us. And thank God that I got breath in my nostrils. And as long as I have breath in my body, while I have the activity of my mind, while I have good health, I'm going to praise him because he's great. I'm going to praise him because he's good. I'm going to praise him because he woke me up this morning. I'm going to praise him because I can breathe this morning. Thank God that three years ago in August, August 13, I lost my life. I died, yeah, Lord, at my house. I lost all the breath in my body. I could not praise God then, but thank God that three years later, I got breath in my body, and I remember when I woke up in that hospital, and I said, God, as long as I live, I'm not going to blame you. I'm going to praise you because you gave me breath again that I can breathe, that I can live, and I'm talking to somebody you've never lost anything you haven't lost breath out your body you gotta open your mouth and say hallelujah thank you Jesus I may not feel good today but I feel great that I can breathe again that I can say thank you Jesus that I can see my children grow up that I can see my children go forth in life and do great things thank God that all may not be good 
but all is well with my soul. I thank him this morning that he woke me up. He picked me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on a solid ground. I thank him today that Jesus, he paid the price on Calvary for my sins. Thank God that when they marched him up, Golgotha's hill, they stretched him wide, dropped him low, put him in a borrowed tomb. But early, somebody ought to shout with me, early, the third day morning, he got up breathing, walking, living with all power in his hands. Do you know him? Have you tried him? Is he all right? Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. I can breathe again because God has given me breath. I'm going to praise him till the day I die. Give him a praise. That's long overdue. That's long overdue. Somebody, you need to get it out. You need to get it out. Stop being so conservative and cute and get it out. Because God has, he has something in you. And it may look terrible. Intensify your praise. I got a reason to praise.